Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And this is our first podcast of 2020. And we're sliding into 2020 like we came out of 2019, naked and afraid. That was a very different episode than I recall, but <laughs> it's been a rough year. Yeah. Not really. It's actually been a great we're year. We're recording this last year. That's right. And we're mm-hmm. coming at you live from Drivers Club, recording live at Drivers Club. Yeah. Brought to you by Avance, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, and Carter Subaru. <sighs> How was your Christmas, Nick? I have never felt more lazy for doing less. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't. Even, I don't know who this person is. Like it's. I have. I hobbitized myself over Christmas. Like I just. Like I had a lovely, calm Christmas with my parents and and wonderful time. But like I did nothing. Like I told you, the highlight of my Christmas afterwards was I categorized with an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> All of my one, one, my Hot Wheels. Nice. <laughs> I know. So I said I was like, that's a yeah, great idea. Like, <laughs> mostly because I've just been watching those YouTube videos about super treasure hunt cars. I don't have any of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Also, I want to know how these people, and I, and I know they're going off on a tangent here. Jared, you may know this. Yeah. People that these Hot Wheels, they get the cases before they get to the, the store. I don't know how you order a case of, not that I need to order a case of Hot Wheels. Well, they have special days, like once a month or every couple months where like you'll go into Kmart. And it'll be a Hot Wheels day. Okay. And you'll go there and they'll give you a brand case. new box. You can box. buy a case. Okay. But you don't Good buy time. it. You just get to unwrap it and like look through it and be uh, the first one to look through it. That's but how you have to go to Kmart. That's the. Is there a Kmart? But they do it at like GameStop and all sorts of different places too. Huh. Mm, nerd hangouts. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to get in touch with the Hot Wheels people. No, I know. I, that w- I yeah. just, I, I don't know why, but I was, I was doing some organization after taking down my tree. I had my tree up. I, I put my tree up really early, and mm-hmm. like the day after Christmas, I looked at it, and it was like the biggest fire hazard I've <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> like I had 2,400 lights on there, and like it was starting to smoke. So I was like, okay, well, this is coming down. Um, <laughs> and after I took all the lights off, which, again, I've never done before in my life, um, usually I just leave the trees, the lights on the tree and give it to the Boy Scouts, and they can deal with it because that's their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, great cause if you, if you get on it. But I took all the, I took all the lights off, which basically took all the needles off the tree. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I, very I put my Dyson through the work this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky because I got one of those little tiny trees. Yeah. And then I uh, it's it's definitely in a flammable state, but it's yeah. a very small flammable state. Yeah, small fire. Yeah, small fire. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's just a little candle at this point. Mine would not have been a small fire. <laughs> it would have been a large fire. It's a beautiful yeah. tree. Can you imagine just that conversation. And why did you burn down your place? I didn't mean to. And what were your Legos worth? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but here I categorized my I categorized my Hot Wheels. <laughs> so. No, it was, it was a good holiday. How was your holiday? Really, really good. good. Uh, my parents came in town from Maryland, and so I spent a lot of time with them. And we went down to my brother's place because, ah. of course, the largest family gets the Christmas much easier to go yeah. to the house with seven kids still there versus move the seven kids anywhere. He has seven kids still there? Yeah, he's eight. God bless your brother. Right? I mean, seriously. Yeah. So they're great kids, but uh, it was fun. Like the kids are great, and we had a fun time. I'm sure they just love it when Uncle Dan shows up too. Silly string fight, and I brought a large oh, TV. So nice. Yeah, it's okay. pretty good. Although it was really cold, so the silly string didn't work as well. I've got a bone to pick with that silly string manufacturer. But, this is uh, why we don't have nice things, right? Right. Here. Exactly. I'll tell you. Did you get some good stuff for Christmas? I did. Good. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I I did great. I'm I always do great. I'm I'm blessed. I was just, you know. I don't know. I went downtown afterward on on what is it like Thursday or whatever mm-hmm. to exchange some stuff, and I exp- I was like prepared for like World War Three, and there was nobody downtown. 
I love it right it was, now. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know if everybody was just like going back to work on Thursday and Friday or what was going on, but it was just Well the nice thing about Christmas being midweek is pretty much everybody decided to give up on work entirely until after the first of the year. Yeah. So this city, this whole area has turned back into a place I love because all the people went away. Well the funny <laughs> thing was and, and and I'm not going down to this political road, but like downtown Seattle was calm, it was quiet, and right. there was none of the vagrants. I don't. I don't know what happened to them. I hope they're safe. I hope they were warm. I will say that. But it was kind of weird. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, had to say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been super nice. I've been driving here. Like I, I left at. Uh, I got here at five today. I left my place in Kirkland at four thirty, and it took me about twenty-five minutes to get here. Mm-hmm. A little less, and like no traffic anywhere. Yeah, it was weird. To stretch the legs on the Porsche a little bit. Oh, oh, it was nice. Oh, so you took the back roads. Uh, no, actually, I took 405 and 520 to get up to speed because I usually just am stuck in traffic the whole way here. So yeah. I was like, oh, I can actually, like, get it above 50. Oh, okay. It was fantastic. I mean, still everybody in the left lane the whole way, but bob and weave. Careful on 405 there, you know, 520. 520, there's a lot of cops. I heard that. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Good to know. Wasn't yeah. driving a convertible Subaru. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Makes it look like back. a... Yeah. <laughs> it's got a coyote engine. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, but so, no. yeah. It's been great. Christmas is great. I love this time of year. So it's still, there's still, the lights are still up and nobody's around. So it's just beautiful out. And they're coming back. Everybody's, no. in a nice, everybody's in like a nicer mood for the most part too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I haven't screamed anybody on the road in right? days. I went down to the Oregon coast yeah. and uh, took the long way there. And man, okay. So there's this, speaking of nobody on the roads. So one of my favorite ways to get to Cannon Beach is the back roads. You go around uh, Portland and never touch Portland. Any time of the year, Portland is awful for traffic. I mean, it's awful in general, but for traffic, it's really awful. Did you take but the coast all the way down or did you go? No. Okay. And so I cut through Kelso Longview and through like the middle of the mountains yeah. all the way to Cannon Beach, which if you haven't been on that road, like it will make your passenger sick. So if you have anybody who is even remotely like unsettled in a car, don't do it. But this time of year, there was nobody out there, which I've never been on that road and not been stuck behind somebody I wanted to absolutely murder for going under. You mean RVs? Under. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. No, this is – RVs wouldn't even go on this road. They wouldn't make it. The turns are too tight. They is that the road we took like two years ago on Seamont when we were heading down? Because uh, we came across the bridge. A very short section of it, yeah. yes, but this is even more remote. I'll take you on it sometime yeah. just because it will blow your mind. But um, I came behind one Prius who immediately moved out of my way. And I was like, this person must not be from here because that was very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> but it was... Non-left lane Prius, yeah. It was one of the best drives I've been on uh, in a long time in that area. And it just I was like, man, if you could get rid of the people on this road, this would be amazing. I would never go anywhere else. Yeah, but so it's Dan's theory, if you just get rid of the people, uh, the world will... <laughs> We just need a good plague uh-huh. yeah, for the much. roads to come back pretty to normal. Much. But yeah. no, uh, with hey, with the anti-vax movement, maybe we'll have one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New year, new opinions. Um, but anyway. Franchise uh, Supercars does not necessarily support or <laughs> whatever that rant well, is. Well, half of us do. Yeah, half we, we do. <laughs> I'm with you. I just, yeah, okay, we do. Yeah, we so, do. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, I'll, pu- I'll publish a new one on Dan's Drives. Like I said, I published a new route the other day from the Endurance Rally. Uh, if you guys haven't checked that out. Uh, you'll notice, uh, I want to bring this up on our social media a while ago, we talked about this. We changed our name to Rain City Supercars LLC. Part of that movement is moving Dance Drive, Seamont Rally, and future rallies all under the Rain City Supercars heading. So if you go to like SeamontRally.com uh, really soon, that will just redirect you to Rain City Supercars. And then you will have a section for Seamont Rally and rallies, and you'll have a section for Dance Drive. So it's all under one, one umbrella. It's all the same company, of course, because it's Nick and I. So anyway, you can find all of us there, and all of my new drives and things are going to be going into that, and uh, we're getting ready for Scottsdale. And there's some new stuff coming to Rain City Supercars really soon. Yes, lots of new stuff in the works. um, Fun stuff. 
Uh, speaking of Scottsdale, yeah. I know we have a great discount code yeah, for them. Yeah, so um, if you guys don't know, uh, Dan and I have always, we've worked re- very close with uh, Katrina, Katrina and Scott with Concorso Italiano, and they have their own event down in Scottsdale in January called Jet Center Events, and it's actually, um, I want to make sure I get l- the dates right, and so I'm, I'm not, you know, being totally like that. Um, it's going to be on uh, January 15th. Um, and you can find that at jetcentereventscom But if you are a listener and you're going to be down there and you'd like to come to the event, um, you can get $20 off an admission ticket at uh, use promo code RCS20. So Rain City Supercars 20, RCS20, and uh, that'll get you an event. Um, I'll be down there. Jared will be down there. We're still trying to figure out if we can get Dan down there. He's you know, trying to run it, running his own. You know, he's trying to do his real job. I mean, you know, <laughs> this Thanks. idea of where his real job gets in the way. So, I know. Um, it's a... Uh, but uh, it's a it's a lot of fun down there. If you've never been down there, the au- I mean that's that's the main Barrett Jackson. Yeah. Um, all the other auction houses down there, Russo and Steel, and um, not, what's the uh, what's the red and yellow one? I always think about. Not Mc- I was uh, almost said McGuire's. Um, <laughs> Barry will be there, but I don't so, know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so it will be a lot of fun through Rain City through through the events. You know, th- there will be a drive the Sunday of the uh, the twelfth. We'll be down there and Meekum. then. Uh, with Meekum. Thank yes. you. Meekum. Yeah. There we go. I was like, I knew it started with an M. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll be down there. But uh, And if you are listening to the show, um, you know, hit us up. I'll be down there. Jared will be down there. Hit us up through the social media. Come find us. Come to the event. Um, and then we'll be out and about probably Thursday doing some fun things. Um, so, you know, come find us. Have a beer. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. That's and, of course, a lot of our previous guests will be down there as well. Absolutely. Park, you know, all of our friends at Park Place will be down there mm-hmm. doing it up. So. Yeah, Andrew will be down there. Uh, Park Place will be down there. Dominic uh be down there. Um, Shannon Lowe will be yeah, down there. Shannon. Katrina and Scott will be yeah. down there. So, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so. it's an, it's a small world down there. If you're ever down there, if you haven't been to Scottsdale, we've said it before, we've said it again, go. It's a great chance to get away and get some nice weather i have some friends in sedona right now in arizona loving the weather down there it's beautiful and clear and there's great food and great events and it's a lot cheaper than monterey for one. yeah and i mean the it's it's a lot of fun and you can go to all these auctions it doesn't cost you a ton yeah um but you know everybody's like well i don't need to buy a car well just go I mean, Dan and I have sat there and watched some cars go across the block. It's just, it's just fun to do. Yeah, and if you haven't been to Barrett-Jackson down there, that's like a theme park. That is, I mean, uh, what's <laughs> it called? Westworld is where they hold that. And that is absolutely, it's huge. Yeah. The, I mean, I, I would say tent, but it's a city. Yeah, it's a tent city. And the fun part about way. it is one, one whole <laughs> end of one of the tents is Park Place. Like, they ship, like, your local dealership ships a ton of cars down there. A ton of cars that go across the block. They, and then they, I, I don't know what the name of the area is, but with all the retailers of, like, you know, anything yeah. car-related, anything. There's really anything. Hot tub spas. Uh. <laughs> yeah. If so, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pro tip, if you do go down there, uh, the Uber situation is kind of a nightmare uh, when it comes to the auction nights. So, get a scooter. Yeah. We got scooters <laughs> last year from Lyft, and it was a lot of fun. Um, or Lime. Yeah. Lime scooters. Or lime scooters, yeah. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I don't know how we lived through it. Um, also, Dan and I left two lime scooters in the middle of the desert. But um, that was interesting. So we, we talked about that in, in one of the past episodes. The Uber driver's response was the best, like picking us up in the middle of nowhere. Like, what you guys doing? Nothing. <laughs> Keep moving. Keep moving. So it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. If you're going to be down there, like I said, come find us. Um, we'll be down there. Obviously, Ashley from Haggerty will be down there, too. Yep. Uh, Chrissy from LeMay. Uh, a bunch of people from the LeMay uh, Museum will down there. Uh, America's Car Museum will be down yeah. there. So, yeah. Oh, another pro tip. Those lime scooters do not support the weight of two full adults for very long. Your, your <laughs> mileage will drop in half. Yep, pretty much. 
Well, we don't know if we even got like a half a mile after yours died. Uh, so, so, to be fair, with Dan and I on a scooter, it's three people. Uh, but it's one and a half each. But it was a lot of fun. Oh, you missed the, the photos parts I remember. <laughs> the parts I remember. Yep. Also, don't carry wine while on a wine scooter. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Double bag it. Double bag it. Yep. That. Before they yeah. break all How your How dare they not know we were on scooters? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of backstories. You can find all these stories from last year's uh, recap from, from uh, Scottsdale. So it's a good time. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, this episode, we're going to be kind of talking about some of the new cars that came out and giving some of our opinions. And you know, we're going to talk about that ugly piece of crap Tesla. So we'll be right back after this. <laughs> we spend an average of eight hours and forty-one minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back from the bathroom break. <laughs> nice. You definitely didn't have to do that twice. No, not that at all. Right now. <laughs> that didn't happen. So, um, I thought I would find the most useful tip I could find for this time of the year. Okay. Do you know the fastest way to defrost your windshield? Yeah, just the boiling hot water. Right, exactly. That will completely <laughs> remove your windshield instantly. <laughs> you didn't ask. <laughs> Got the frost off. Yeah, technically it, 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 you're uh, not wrong. And it helps all those cracks to just go farther. So, yeah. Yeah, technically you're right, which is the best kind of right. I know. Yeah, right. Jared, do you know? I don't know. Okay, so there is a little science to it. Jared so. was going to say pee on it. That's what I do to defrost your window. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why it's so clear. <laughs> you need more amino, a- amino acids in your diet, by the way. Uh, continue. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so obviously you turn on your heater. Turn on your defrost. Yeah. And turn on the AC. What? Wa- turn on the AC. Why does the AC turn it on? Because it removes moisture. So then crack your windows. Turn off the recirculation because you don't want the same air in the vehicle moving that moisture around. You want to defro- you want to pull all the moisture from the air. Keep those windows cracked a little bit, and then the windows will start to defrost. I had no idea. That's it. So your AC is the trick. Most people turn off their AC. I don't know why, but the fact is your AC dries things out. You'll notice it's like if you're in really cold weather and you have your AC on and your heat on, you actually kind of dry out your face. That's why it's removing all the moisture. And in newer cars, you have a charcoal filter. Uh, in your cabin filter. Like almost all new cars are going to come with a charcoal filter. It's great for removing moisture and drying I think I have one in my intake on the Subaru. Like I've got two filters. Yeah, Yeah. actually, yeah. Mercedes actually, I believe, came up with that in their early AMG models as like a way to something in the intake. It was an emissions thing. And I know for a fact they throw a check engine light if you remove it. I, I, it was one cool thing that I realized about my Subaru that I've never had before in all my cars is I have heated windshield wipers now they're not heated but there's elements in, in the, the glass in the yeah. glass that heat underneath the blades it's yeah kind of cool pretty cool yeah i had no idea that no i truly didn't yeah I mean, everybody gets in there and they crank up the heat and they blast it on defrost and hopefully it comes off then you run your windshield wipers and just you know scrape it off yeah i mean if you're up skiing the best thing you do honestly is lay an old blanket across the, the front of the car or a floor mat i mean don't recommend floor mats because people take them because people are awful but if you put like an old like even anything across your windshield an old piece of uh cardboard or anything will do the job uh so if you can just keep everything off your windshield it will help dramatically but if you need to defrost in a hurry that's the way you do it interesting so now you know the more you know bum, bum, bum. yep yeah. pretty much yeah 
I did not know that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like it's, and I have definitely done the hot water thing. <laughs> Which, by the way, it takes longer to boil the water than it would be just to turn the car on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's your know. good time of year to know that. Tip. Yeah. Thanks for that, Dan. Yeah. I'm just you know, I've been wondering about that, like losing sleep. It's like I figured. <laughs> however, do I defrost my windows that live underground? Um. <laughs> So like I said before the uh, the break, we, Dan and I kind of want to talk about and give our opinions on some of the cars that have come out this year. And They're just and automotive news this automotive, year. Yeah, yeah automotive, that's a better way to put it. We want to yeah. talk about automotive news. It was a big year, actually. Um, in a lot of ways, it's a really landmark year for a lot of things. Well, and you had said it before we came on here. Like It seems like car companies are releasing a car every six months now. Yeah, and it's the supercar market is booming um, with, you know, I, th- I feel like, McLaren kind of set that on. New model, yeah. new model, new model, new model. And then and uh, they're not stopping anytime soon. No, and yeah. they have another one coming out without a windshield. Cool. Yeah, not really sure how that's going to work. Cool science behind that um, with the way it moves air over the top of the car. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not the first time. Like, you, you look at, like, some of the old Sterling Moss, you know, yeah, yeah. Mercedes and things like that. But I just, you know, driving without a windshield does not seem like it would be a fun event. No. Like, I mean, I keep thinking back to Jeremy Clarkson right, driving the Errol Adam <laughs> in his face, like, <laughs> in his jowls six feet back. But, yeah. Um, McLaren has, has obviously come back into the market. Uh, you know, and as you know from this year, Dan and I had a chance to drive some of the 570s, which was an amazing, amazing event. But then you look at the 600, the 600, 600 LT. You look at the seven, the 720 Spider, what's come, you know, is out now. We're, we're getting, looking forward to the 720. Whatever, whatever it would be, seven something LT. Yeah. Um, you've got the new the GT. The GT, which is more, which is a five something. Is it a six hundred GT or five? It's a five seventy GT. Stretched five seventy. Something. <laughs> it's faster than the six hundred. Although apparently now people are putting tunes on these six hundreds and they're getting hundreds of extra wheel horsepower to these cars. Yeah, that's always been the trick with McLaren. If you, if, I, I always worry about the trans. I worry they're about the transmission yeah. too much to do it, but it's a. Uh, it's British. British things don't break. No. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, it's been a pretty landmark year with some pretty big changes. Um, Lamborghini, most of all, since Lamborghini was it Lamborghini, Rolls Royce, Audi, Bentley. What's the other company attached Porsche? to that? Vo- Porsche, Volkswagen. I think that's it. Is that all of them? There's probably some more over in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, they all kind of share this. So if you look at the Lamborghini Urus, which I mean, as controversial as it was, I was looking up the numbers. So I really wanted to know for sure. Lamborghini sales jumped fifty-one percent. And 1,761 Uruses were sold this year. Well, and I think that, you know, obviously that, that market was untapped. Those people that these, you know, the Lamborghini owners, we've always joked, and the, the, there's a difference between Lamborghini owners and, and Ferrari <laughs> owners. We were talking about it with Roy a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, it, it's a different breed. And that idea of a flashy SUV is, is, some, is an untouched market. And I, and I do believe, I, we've seen hundreds of different articles that Ferrari is coming to the market with one too, right. which will be much more... Subtle. It's it, you're going to see Ferrari's going to do kind of the same thing they did with Maserati in the fact that they had the Ghibli come out, same platform k- became the Levante, things like that. Yeah. I mean, well, and the now you have the if you want, like we always joke that the uh, the best uh, Huracan you can buy is an R8, Agreed. and the best Urus you can buy is an RSQ8 now, which is coming out. Yeah, yeah. I just heard about that. Yeah, and so uh, it'll probably be a hundred grand less than the same vehicle. If they'll tell you it's not. It'll be the same thing. I got I got 
uh, mocked by my my driver when I told him, I was like, wow, it really is a really nice lifted RS7. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wrong. It's a really nice lifted RSQ8. But hey. Nice. <laughs> Your driver? Now Dan's got a driver. He's the guy was taking me on the test drive. Fancy. Yeah. Oh, in the Urus. Yeah, in oh, the Urus. Oh, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Like, we drove like, that a co- yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. Said, this is a really nice lifted RS7. Yeah, that's great. That's a really <laughs> he was nice. like, it's got different heads. I'm like, sure, it mm-hmm. does. And the biggest brakes. I don't know if it does have the biggest brakes anymore. Not anymore. Somebody told me it got beat out, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the car. I, I, I love it. I, really, I love driving I it. I get it. It's great. I don't have the finances to buy it, but I love the car. It was so much fun. You didn't realize you were in a Lamborghini. There was, there was some, I mean, if you really put that. There was 47 different modes in that. It looked, it looked <laughs> like you were starting up the, the Millennium Falcon. Like, if you've ever... Go online if you have not looked up the interior of a, of a Urus. Because there's three screens, and then you've got this... It does. It looks like the... the like yep. The, the, you've got the, the gear warp shift. Warp speed. Or the uh, stars... What is it? Oh, damn it. What's it's the terrain modes. Yeah, so. terrain modes. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's there's like seven or eight of them. Yeah. And, uh, and like, they're all in, in Italian, Italian by the way. <laughs> just so we're clear. Yeah. Um, but it was... You, 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 when you wanted a calm car, you could keep a calm car. And yeah, no, it was super it was a lot of fun. docile around town. But yeah. you know, I get why they do it though. If their if their sales are up fifty one percent and they sold almost eighteen hundred of these things, that's how we get really cool cars that don't make sense from these companies. Like, like why does you know what's their new one that just came out? What's it called? The the Cyan 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 something. Cyan. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, if, they've if got. You, I mean, if you want a cheap Urus, uh, Lego is coming out with a, a Lego version uh, this last Wednesday. Oh, good to just know. So you know, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they're they're coming out with a new uh, hybrid platform supercar, which I mean, uh, which everybody's doing. Yeah, Lamborghini's I mean, Lamborghini, late to the market. McLaren, if everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're late to the market on this. So I mean, I get why people do. Like, so I thank God for Porsche doing Macans and Cayennes because it basically saved the company and gives us RS models and 918s and cool things like that. So not my thing, but it's good for them. These these car companies, and we're seeing this, uh, and when I want to get into a little bit later, with Lamborghini, Porsche the same way. Like the, the new Evo has the same motor that's in the Performante. Yeah. So I can't imagine what the Evo version of the Performante is going to be like. It's like Dan and I drove the new Porsche, what is it, 992. 992. And that car is as fast as a GT3 RS right now. Yeah. I can't imagine <laughs> what the GT3, GT2 version of the 992. Like, yeah. They're, taking th- and they're, they're putting cars out after they're putting out a performance model, per- Performante being the perfectly good example. They're then releasing the Evo, which is a, a wonderful refresh. I love the interior. I love the screens. Yeah. And it's got the same engine horsepower as Performante. So you're going... I think everybody thinks that because of the world we're living in and, and the, the the cost of fuel and and you know the, the the polar ice caps melting and things like that that these car companies are pulling back, but they're really not. No, they're just making more efficient, faster cars, which is pretty cool. Yes, uh, a lot faster. A lot faster. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of a lot faster, this was on my uh, list of things to talk about this year. Uh, we broke the 300 mile per hour ba- barrier on a car you can put a license plate on, which is nuts. Bugatti, uh, the Chiron, a modified Chiron, long tail, uh, 1,578 horsepower, went 304.77 miles per hour back in August. Which, and, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. Dan and I have talked about it. I'm kind of over the high speed thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's, you're not, Bugatti, I don't think I've ever seen anybody who owns the Bugatti Chiron actually videos of them on Bugatti's track. It's always Bugatti. And that's really the only place in the world you can do that. <laughs> right. And even their track is getting to the point where it's not long enough to do it. Um, 
it's cool that it's done. I like to think that trickles down and forces technology to advance in tires, braking, turbos, engine. I mean, because sure. you got you got to have a lot of stuff working right to do that. But it's still like I really don't. I saw the headline. I was like, ah, oh, neat. But I kind of was like, okay, whatever. I'm over it. Like neat, but. It's like, I mean, I've had my cars up into the, the high hundreds on closed courses only, of course. But it's still like, eh, after a while, it's actually the really fun parts are those 15 and 20 mile an hour corners. We were there, I posted a video the other day when we did this hill climb on the endurance drive. And I hit a – it's okay, for the record, this is a 50 mile an hour road. Jared was there with me. And to closed do this – course, too. Yeah, in this case, it sort of was. But in order to do this road at 50 miles an hour in anything, you would die outside of a Formula One car – and so hitting those corners at speed, I was constantly tapping 1.1, 1.2 Gs. And this is on the car I just drove like 300 miles to get there on my street tires with luggage in the back and a passenger. And it was fine. Like the car does it all day. And that's amazing. It was, um, I remember in the 80s, anything that went over 1G was insane. Yep. That was 80s hypercar territory. It was unheard of. And now it's like, eh. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> and horsepower-wise, I've told the story about my dad's brand-new 1985 535 that had 185 horsepower and was the most powerful four-door sedan in the world at the time from BMW. So, I mean, we've come a long way uh, as far as, you know, I don't know if people are handling this horsepower well, but, I mean, <laughs> very rarely do you see somebody who owns a, a Pagani or a Bugatti out there actually driving it the way it should be. You know, at high yeah, speed. Yeah, there's there's a few, but there's there not are, a lot. There are a few, but I mean, <laughs> a lot of them are, are cruising slowly, which is fine. If you've ever been in, in a Bugatti, cruising slow works just as well as going fast. Yeah. And it's just as comfortable. Uh, it's just, you know, in fact, there was a, a, a YouTuber this week that delivered his uh, one of one Hermes, Hermes, Hermes. Edi- Hermes edition. Whatever. And I'm, Fancy it, it, Which he waited four years and put it together, which is a beautiful car. It's all white. I don't know how you'd ever wear anything not jeans in it or you know, you'd be able to wear jeans beautiful car but there's these, these cars are never going to see the speeds that and there are those owners and I, you're right that they, they go down to sun valley and they do the speed clarence. runs. Uh, yeah clarence. Clarence. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that do speed runs and, and they they do drive those cars but even those people who are trained are only hitting two two twenty. i mean it's not the problem is you can go as fast as you want until you hit a pothole and you know rip your wheel off so yeah it'd be terrifying on the street i just yeah, I have felt high-speed lift in a car before, and it's terrifying when you get like a, that small hump in the road that is nothing at 60 is a lot at 150. And it, doing double that, oh my God, that's just mind-blowing. Yeah. That's when you hit things and they just turn into like red mist. vapor, red yeah. mist. Red <laughs> mist. Good movie. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, I don't see I don't see the need for it anymore. I think I think that's something that we're going to see is going to be in the past. The car may be able to do that. I mean, the Jesco's that's the next thing we're going to see that's going to come out. I mean, in, in fact, they now actually have a, a working model. I saw a sh- yeah. uh, video of of Christian von Koenigsegg out driving the new one. So that's such a beautiful car too. It is. We're very is. fortunate. That's the car. If, if for those familiar with the Koenigsegg Jesco, that's the one that's our background shot on our website. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing car, and it is even way more amazing in person. No photo does that car justice. And the technology that has gone into Coney's yeah. is incredible. That's, I mean, that's another example of a car that came out this year that's just blown us away. Yeah. Um, one last one for speed for me this year is uh, the really game changer is the, the mid-engine Corvette. Yeah, if they'll ever build them. Well, and it would have been it would have been out already. I mean, there are a few trickling out there. I know they're out there, but they would have been more out there uh, had not been for the, the strike. Uh, but... You know, How conveniently timed. Um, I was 
and so uh, obviously I had the C6 and I've had the C7 and I was blown away by the actually the quality of my C7 for what it was. Don't get me wrong. It isn't not a, I'm going to go offend all the other Corvette owners here, but the quality of a Corvette does not compare to a Porsche or an Audi of any on any level. Like just the the fit and finish is not there. It's it's but it's not bad either. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a cheap car. It's not the C6. The C6 I don't care what anybody says there is a terribly built car when it comes to panel gap, interior quality, Seats fitting like garbage. Aren't the floors balsa wood or something? In there? Sandwiched balsa yeah. between fiberglass and carbon, and yeah. which is, but it, but it did one thing well, and it went fast, and yeah. it braked really well, and it actually handled pretty well too. It's a little terrifying, but uh, you know, for the money, you got a sledgehammer of a car. And in the C7, they upped the game a lot by actually giving it a nice interior. I still think the interior on the C7 had more options than my 991, and they actually worked really well too. So I got to hand it to Corvette for that Chevy, really. But um, but the C8. Game changer. That thing, it does start at less than $60,000. And for less than $60,000, which is less than a fully loaded Mustang, by the way, you will blow the doors off just about anything on the road um, in a mid-engine configuration. Like, I'm pretty sure if, if you don't spec it over about 75, uh, Chevy loses money on every car. But yeah. other than that. Yeah, but it, I mean, it looks good from everything I've seen. Um, I want to see it. I cannot wait to see that car in a Z06. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what's going to be the big thing for that car is when they finally give it the proper wide body treatment that every Corvette should have, that's going to be the deal of the century. It. I mean, it, we all know that it, they've been teasing this car for how many years? 40 years? 40, Zora? Yeah, 40 years. Zora, yeah, Zora, yeah, Zora yeah, is the much. original code name for the mid-engine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Corvette purists have been going nuts. And it's funny because when this car came out, it really shut a lot of people up. Yeah. Like there's, there's, I mean, it's, I, have we, did we, I don't think we, did we see one in Monterey? No. I don't think we did. Um, which is surprising, but uh, I think, you know, some of the, I've, I've been watching some of the videos lately of people talking about their specs and going to events and seeing it. I think it's, it's going to be a really interesting car. I, I, I really look forward to seeing it in person and seeing how that, that, almost waterfall dash comes down and, and how that really works. Um, well, the hardtop convertible is 77 pounds heavier than the, than the standard one. That's it. Okay. And it's a... I thought they were all hardtop convertibles. Well, you can have the removable roof. Yeah. But you have an, the actual convertible version of this car is not a soft top. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's a it's convertible hardtop, yeah. which is awesome. That, another game changer for the money. I'm sure, I mean, it's more money, but there's a reason Motor Trend gave it car of the year, which normally I don't pay a lot of attention to, but that car really did bring a lot to the table for the money. And that's what's, you're getting a ton of value. Mid-engine cars handled great. And uh, I, for they're, what? They're going to beat Ferrari. They're going to beat Ferraris and the Lamborghinis as far as price and, and value. You're right. The fit and finish is still going to. Yeah, it's not going to be, you know, but like I said, for the money. And I think that's the key thing with every Corvette is for the money, you're getting a lot of car. And they make a pretty solid, reliable V8 now. It's not the old GM of the past. I mean, they've all had their quirks. They had the heat soak issues in the Z06. You had the head issues in the Z06 in the 427 on most of them. But even then, it was like if you had to spend the $2,000 to repair the head issue, you still got the deal of the century. So here's a question. Corvettes had heat soak issues when the engine was in the front and had better airflow. And you now have the, a car that has the engine <laughs> in mid. Do you think it could be? I mean, I obviously, if, if you don't know, most engine cars have pipes that run to the front. You have you still have front-mounted radiators, intercoolers, yeah. things like that. But Well, the heat soak issue on the Z06 was due to the, the supercharger design. It wasn't actually a cooling issue. It was the... Uh, the way the supercharger lid sat on top of the supercharger was too low, and so the the fluid didn't have enough room to move, basically, in the supercharger. So it didn't okay. cool enough. So the fix for that was a 
redesigned cover for the supercharger, not the supercharger itself, but just the cover for it, and then a little more room under the hood. It didn't raise the hood, it just cut it out a little more to fit in there. So it was actually a relatively easy fix without like an engine overhaul design. So as far as defects and whatever Corvette is saying, it is a defect they should have recalled the car for. I'm mm -hmm. going to definitely give them crap forever for that. It was still not like a, oh, the car is fundamentally broken. It was until they redesigned it because you couldn't track the car, which... Okay, you have a Z06 you Defeats can't track. the purpose, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. terrible. But still, you know. Beautiful paperweight. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I figure the Z06 for this car, looking at base pricing and everything, will probably be fully loaded every option, 130, 140-ish. But if that thing comes supercharged or twin turbo, more likely in this case, you're going to get probably 600 to 700 horsepower with torque to match with a DSG now instead of the manual, which I'm fine with, by the way, because the manual was clunky in that car. It was really fun because it rev-matched. It was a really great manual. I love the manual in your car. Yeah, it, it was a really... Yeah. Everyone in, in the room who's driven my car has been like, yeah, this thing's super easy to drive. Easiest manual to drive you'll ever drive is a C7 Still wants to Corvette at all. Yeah, but it but the, the DSG, I think, will be essential to putting down the power better. Yeah. And I think it'll do that really well. So I got a hat tip to Chevy there because I think they really took the expectations and met them in that car. And they addressed a ton of the issues that the C7 had. Um, but yeah. Well, I want to talk about two cars now that if you went or saw anything from SEMA this year, took over SEMA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the year of the Supra and the year of the Gladiator. Um, and... Uh, another car that has been teased to us. So I'm, I'm, I, I, there's three cars that come up in my mind that are, have been teased to us for years: the Corvette, the Acura NSX, and this Supra. Yep. And p first of all, when the Supra came out, people or we started hearing about it. People were freaking out because it was a partnership with BMW, and yeah. it's you're getting a Z4. And I really feel like this car has come out onto the market and really showed the world, especially the Toyota version, what this car can do. I mean, it's, yeah. I haven't heard a lot. Of, it's funny is that I haven't heard a lot about the BMW. The BMW Z4 v variant of it has sort of gone to the side. Everybody's <laughs> modifying the Supras. Well, it's funny about that, too, because I, I think the Supra is actually a better looking car than the BMW. Um, oh, I agree. Um, and I'm a fan of BMW. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I am, too, actually. It's, and I didn't, didn't dislike the Z4, but, no. uh, but I think the Supra is a much better looking version of the same car. And let's be honest, they really are. But I don't think that's a bad thing for the money they're asking for it. I'm still disappointed in it in the fact that they called it a Supra. And it didn't come higher spec out of the gate. Like if they have, if they come out later with a TRD version that kind of raises the bar all the way across the board, and I think they should. There like, are. They, they had a, they had a couple of them at the Toyota booth. So they were making an MZ4. Yeah. Well. Which I'm fine with though, because I actually think for as long as it doesn't look like a clown shoe, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the clown shoe now. Yeah. But I, I think it's a good car. Um, I'm just disappointed in the name, but the car is great. I just yeah. wish they would have called it something different. That's my only gripe with it. It should have been a Toyota, I don't know, anything but Supra. Well, I mean, that you're living up to so much history. Yeah. So much history. It's, you know, it, it and I think the only other company that's really done that and, and, and kept the history and the, and the, the, the pay pedigree is, is Nissan with a GTR. Yeah. Consistently. Um, there was such a big gap in the fact that a lot of people didn't know about Supras until the generation of Fast and the Furious hit. And that's, right. you know. Or, or GTRs, really. G well, yeah. I mean, Outside of Gran Turismo. There's a lot of people that don't realize that if you watch the first Fast and the Furious, when he's sitting there and they're blocking the street off, he's sitting in a right-hand drive GTR. Like yeah. nobody, People missed it, even if you're a car person. So there's so much that the world has to live up to. And I think the tuner market obviously has embraced the Supra. I mean, the, the wide body and everything. And their cars look good. They, they have... Yeah. I, I will say that. Like, I'm not a huge no, I think it's a wide, nice car. wide wide body per, a wide body car, but um, I love that car. Uh, and the, another one we've, we've talked about a ton on this show is the Gladiator. 
Um, uh, and I think that's another one that's funny because you're not seeing a ton of these Rubicons come out and stay stock for long, if even yeah. they're coming out. I mean, people are Hellcatting them. They're elephanting, putting thousand horse elephant engines in them. They're snapping axles left and right. Obviously, if you're going <laughs> to upgrade your engine, upgrade your axles. But yeah, it's a good looking car. And now we're waiting on the diesel. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to. They supposedly aren't doing a Rubicon um, Gladiator diesel. Really? Which is a huge disappointment. Something to do with the frame and the tow ratio. Um, I feel like Jeep's done a lot of missteps with the Fiat merger. Um, yeah. it, there's been framing quality control issues. I mean, not. Th- let's be let's be honest here. I've been around Jeeps my entire life. Nobody's going out and say, "Boy, look at the quality of every fit and finish of my Jeep JK." It came with rattles from the factory, and you expected it. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm disappointed in the uh, Gladiator in some ways. I still think it's. I'm so glad it's here, though. Because we needed it. It's selling really well, which when a vehicle like that, which to Jeep seems sort of probably like uh, maybe a little bit of a risk, but the market just ate it up and they're everywhere now. Um, I think it's awkwardly long. <laughs> yeah, that, that that departure angle is a big issue. That In the rear. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I follow a couple of YouTubers that really use them and they've held up really well. They've done fine. So I'm glad to see it. And like we kind of talked about with the Urus in the beginning of the show, Putting a car like that on the market and it doing well opens the doors to keep expanding it. What was the original truck version of the Jeep that was in was in Twister? That was was like Trailhawk. No, it was not Trailhawk. Comanche. Comanche. That's what it. Yeah, that thing was cool. I still think that that Jeep should make a two door. There are people that are making conversion gladiators. I I love the idea of a two door truck Jeep. Well, and the cool thing, yeah, I do too. One of the coolest things about that thing though is you can still take the roof off, Mm -hmm. which totally changes the game in the summer or when you're out. Playing around in the. I still wish they would have offered the doors with the windows, like the. the sen- I'm going to really call them center windows because <laughs> the center doors. Center doors, yeah, because they have that window on the, uh, the the apex. But yeah, 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 yeah. that was in the concept of the uh, the new Rubicon. They in the were jail. showing it when they first yeah. brought it out. They had those doors, and they went, "Oh, we're not offering it." It was just too expensive to do. But I know, I get it, but still. But yeah, the Gladiator was a big game changer for Jeep, and they're I see them all over town now. They're selling really well. I'm really hoping that opens the door for more Jeeps because obviously there's nothing out there like them until. Next year. What's next year, Dan? That's the new Bronco. Ah. Which we're already seeing in a race version. There's been some race the race cars out there. Mm-hmm. Some Baja, but... Okay, again... Don't screw this up, Ford. Don't screw this up, Ford. Because <laughs> the Bronco is so iconic. When you look back at the classics... I, I want love, a white one. Oh, I would, like a <laughs> 60s? Imagine that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um... I'm thinking of the classic 60s Broncos, not the yeah. O.J. Simpson 98 Bronco or whatever whatever it was. We've seen – I don't know if I've actually seen a lot of um, real versions of it. I've seen a no. ton of the, the renderings and things like that. And, again, we don't know when it's coming. That's changed um, um, immense amounts. And they – they have a real – you remember there were versions of the Bronco, like even the big versions of the Bronco that were crap. Like yeah. they just – they didn't have the big engines. I really hope Ford realizes that, that they need to put the big stuff out there, that people are going to use these and they need to be – it's like when they when they brought out the Raptor and, and how many people took that car. And, and so there's my hope right there. Okay. Ford understands this better than anybody, that they can sell a performance truck. And I, God knows why nobody has caught up to that because the Raptors sell like mad. 
Everybody has one. They're the highest resale uh, market vehicle on the entire market. Nothing has a higher resale than a Ford Raptor. Period. Well, hasn't hasn't Chevy Jeep is I mean, second? Chevy's done some stuff with like they, with their trucks, and then yeah, Dodge. Uh, they're not. I guess it's not Dodge anymore. It's Ram. Have have got the the big off road the power truck, wagon power thing, wagon. But stuff. it's still no Raptor. Nobody nobody touches Raptor. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, and it, now they got the uh, Ranger Raptor too. Yeah, that launched in the Thailand market, in which. Funny story, since I was, uh, I think I brought this up when I was over there, I was like, that's so weird that they would launch this over there. Totally makes sense. Now that I've been to Thailand, oh yeah, (laughs) perfect market for that vehicle, because that's what you want going down the highway. Got it. (laughs) Just to get through the highway. But um, yeah, if if anybody can pull that off though, and I'm really hoping Ford does that, because that thing, put a flat plane crank V8 in that thing, or the twin turbo six, I'm fine with. It works great in the Raptor. The eight-speed and the Raptor's great. Like, just make it a Raptor with a Bronco body. Like, call it done. That's really all they need to do. Make it pretty. Call it a Bronco. Done. And make sure that the rear roof comes off. Yes. Because when you think about classic Broncos, my grandfather had a power wagon by Dodge, like old school, like with the, mm-hmm. and it really had a giant Ram's head on the front of it. Like, it, yeah. But it was so cool. It was. Like, there's just something. Um, I want to switch gears here a little bit onto a car. We actually, I, I don't know if you put on your list, but I on my list and we've talked about this car uh from audi and it's finally coming to america oh thank god yep <laughs> i was gonna talk about that um yeah uh, did you have it on your list i didn't okay um, i yeah i have sort of i'll let you talk first a little bit then so i was i was on the fence because it's a next year model but it was the big announcement um is obviously the rs6 which we've talked about before avant avant yes. yeah and um i'm still mixed on this because i think they they were like oh take a chance you guys better buy it but it's like way out priced of the enthusiasts who would probably buy it. Yeah. What I think the smarter move for Audi would have been is the RS3, which if you don't know, outside of the US is only available in Avant. And the RS3 is a great car. It really is. It's so much fun to drive. It's pricey, but it's really, really nice. And an RS3 Avant probably would have been in that 80 range. And I think the real Audi hardcore enthusiasts who've been waiting for this thing and now have good jobs and they have the money for this would have been all about it. And I think that's so because it's an easy sell if you've got two kids. You've got room in the back. You've got a a really fast, fun wagon that's not really that heavy for a wagon. You've got the all-wheel drive. You can get in and put it in, you know, family mode. And whoever, if you don't have, if you have a non-enthusiast in your family, they can drive it. Like, Why did they skip RS4 Avants? Like, I mean. I don't know with that either. And the funny thing, another thing that's true as well is the new three line is as big as the B5 or the first gen S4. It's actually bigger in length. Um, so, it like cars have grown so big that the RS6 is huge. If you haven't, yeah. I saw one in, well, I saw the last generation when I was in London, and I took a few photos of it. It's huge. Yeah. It's like CTSV size huge. It's not a small car. It's a big, big car. And it's going to be awesome, don't get me wrong, but at $130,000. Is that with dealer markup or without? No, you're going to have additional dealer markups there as well. So it's like. A I, lot of dealer markups. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you're absolutely right. They're I pricing worry for themselves. it. They're, well, they're pricing themselves out of the market because you're going to get to the point where you're paying. I mean, I, you probably think you think fully loaded with dealer markups close to 200 Guaranteed. Yeah, full you optics can, package, carbon yeah. brakes, everything else. Yeah, because you can option to 150 already. I can get a used FF for 140 yeah, and you can get an E63 AMG brand new for 100 or, I mean, there's not really a big wagon market. Which is the wrong. only Mercedes I would ever drive <laughs> is an E63 wagon. 
So, I, I mean, I'm not a Mercedes fan, but love that car. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I, I hope it sells well. Like I said, I, I want to be, this is one of those things where I'm like, please, everybody prove me wrong and go buy this thing if you have the funds. Because I want it to do well enough to bring more. I want that RS3 of on. That's the car I really want. Well, Small enough to drive around. And I don't know if you want to keep this in or not, but you had it. You had, you put down a deposit for one of those cars. Yeah, I was going to go get one, and then I was like, no way. And then you got the word that, that not only are they not going to sell it to you at, <laughs> at, at markup, there was going to be a huge markup. You're not the only person I've heard that. There's yeah. a lot of people that are saying they don't want it anymore because of that. Um, they, and they, by the way, they are stateside now. They've been, doing te- they've been doing press junkets and things like that. They did a big one down in California. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've seen um, that. And, and brought in a bunch of, I mean, through, I, I feel like, I feel so stupid the fact that a lot of my news I get from freaking car YouTubers, you know, Stradman and people like that, and Mr. JWW. Yeah. But it's good stuff. Yeah. They get to drive them down yeah, there. We they don't. Get to, yeah. uh, that all launches in California, not yeah. for us. So. I, well, that, well, they did just do a launch here. They did, we just had a new car at Carillon Point that got launched here. Apparently you heard about it. I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, before we go into that, okay. I did want to say, so if you're looking at a RS6 um, and you're in... If you're lucky enough, say, to get one in MSRP, you're going to be in the 130 to 150 range. Just so you guys know, you can get a 991.2 Turbo S for about 150 or less right now. And if you decided you wanted a fast sports car, I don't care what anybody says, and I don't care how that car drives. That is a stupid no-brainer option, unless you really want to do haul ass with four people in your car. Like, there is no driving comparison to the cars that are in that price range. You're looking at used 570s, CPO 570s. You're looking at brand new Z06s when they come out, GT500s. There are a million cars on the market. Right? Well, obviously, it's exaggerating. There's a lot of cars on the market in that price range. Like you said, the FF. Yeah. That I'm like, no, if I have to choose between an RS6 and an FF, I'm buying an FF. Well, I mean, talking about another car that I would throw into the mix um, price-wise, and I think you could probably even get it a little bit cheaper, if you really want a fast wagon. Yeah, the Panamera. The Panamera. The shooting uh, the, Yeah. Oh, God. It's beautiful. so beautiful. And it has I, the coolest wing in the world. Oh, God. It's <laughs> just, I mean, and I, that, hands down. I mean, I, I, w- I want to see an RS6. I, again, I, I would never pay that type of money for that car. That's just but everybody I've talked to has been like, yeah, it's awesome. I'm not buying one. I'll be interested to see what they, what, how much they are when they all come off a lease in about three years. We'll see. Yeah, I'm curious if yeah. they'll dip or spike. Like, will they hold their retail value? And, well, I, mean, I, th- reta- I think they're going to flood the market. I, th- I think that Audi's because – We don't have production numbers yet, though. So. I know, but I'm saying I think that we've been waiting for it. They're threatening us with the you better buy these cars that I, I think people will buy them. They will not be people's dailies, but people will buy them. I hope enough people oh. do. Yeah. So, because we need more wagons. I'm more of a wagon fan than I am a uh, uh, SUV fan. Yeah. But, um, well, everybody's talking about electric trucks right now. But they're not talking about the right one, in my opinion. Um, the the Tesla truck was probably the biggest fail of 2019 in launch. Um, well, Welcome ma- to Blade Runner. Yeah, I mean, it. As, as far as, like, press launch fails and, like, generated memes from fails, that was one of the best ones. Like, the, the meme generation from that was probably my favorite part of that launch. I mean, there was, like, was it the, what was that, uh, Diablo Immortal, uh, the, the, uh, the mobile game launch mm-hmm. was one of the worst product launches in the history of product launches. In fact, if it's totally not correlated, but look it up if you want to laugh. If you ever want to see a room full of people boo, <laughs> like it's hilarious. Um, but the extra one, like we were I keep all, waiting for them to say it's it's a joke. Yeah, exactly. We were waiting for the punchline from the Tesla truck. Um, the opposite of that is the Rivian R1T. And they actually did a product launch of this thing in Carillon Point. Uh, I missed it. I saw the trucks getting unloaded, actually, because it lived down the road. But 
if you're looking at an electric hook, uh, people haven't seen these a whole lot yet, but they are doing their diligence. Rivian is a newcomer to the electric scene, and they're actually making a beautiful truck. It's a really good-looking electric truck, 400-mile range. When it's compared to the Tesla, everything's... It's a good-looking truck, period, <laughs> though. Because like, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, I'd drive that. And it would not be... It doesn't look super weird. It actually looks kind of like a cross between a Range Rover and like maybe a little wider F-150. I think... And, and thank you for bringing that up. I don't think you knew this transition, but... I think Ford has an opportunity to make an all-electric F-150 and blow every single pe- one of these people out of the market. <laughs> because I think, you know, it's the number one selling vehicle in the world, right? The F-150. Yep. If they put an electric engine in that... I a mean, good one? Yeah. A good one, uh, it'd be, they could... Tesla wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. Uh, if they Well, if they just copy Rivian specs, they'd probably kill it. Because yeah. uh, 0 to 60 in 3 seconds, Jeez. quad motors... Uh, this is an important thing they brought out, which is funny if you're if you're a truck person and you're an off-road guy. One of the weird things you think about is uh, water depth and water damage yeah. and things like that. You're like fording or whatever. It's yeah, called. fording. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's terrifying in an electric vehicle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, water level. Yeah, waiting depth, uh, 36 inches. Wow. So that's uh, that's Rubicon territory. That's old school uh, Land Cruiser territory. That's a huge waiting depth. Uh, 750 horsepower and 11,000 pounds of towing. Uh, in a half-ton truck, that's a lot. That's really good. It still would scare me to take an electric vehicle out in the desert. Like, just about the time that something happens and grounds out and discharges your battery and you're in the middle of Moab, like, <laughs> where do I plug this in? Like, with a Jeep, you break down, you can put more gas in it. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. So, but I don't, uh, I don't know. I wish them the best. I hope more people follow suit because I think I it's think a I think they're really doing it track. right. I think, you're, I think you said it. I think they're doing it right. I think that they're doing their due diligence. They're not shoving it on the market. They're 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 testing things. So. Yep. And the SUV, they have a matching SUV. Of course, looks. Um, if you're a Range Rover fan, this will be right up your market. It's a really good looking thing. It, it does. A low looking Range Rover, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I can show you the picture there. Oh, that's not what I thought. Yeah, yeah no. Okay. It, it does. It does look a lot it, like a Range Rover, but I, it's a good looking car. I'm gonna ruin it for you. It looks like a Ford Flex. <laughs> it kind of does look like a lifted <laughs> Ford Flex. Sorry. <laughs> totally looks like a Ford Flex. Great, ut- great vehicle, by the way. If you if you ever get a chance to rent one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, it uh, yeah. But yeah, so there is hope for the electric market. Uh, I don't think it's the Tesla truck uh, <laughs> at this point. I, and people I, are buying those. Like people are putting. I know it's only like a couple hundred bucks or something like yes. that, but still, like wow. I don't. I don't get that. I, I mean, it's that. And Tesla is sinking faster than. Looks like a G one. Transformers concept design. <laughs> I just <laughs> that I didn't make it to the market by Hasbro. <laughs> well, I mean, an untapped market that Tesla has looked at, and I think uh, is it how do you say Rivian? Rivian. Rivian could really go into is this semi truck market. Yeah. This idea of, of of really working on some of the the pollutants of Tesla trucks and you know driving themselves, which again scares me, but. Yeah, long-haul truckers, good. though. I think, man, those guys have the hardest driving job in the world. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if we can do anything to help that market out, because that's oh, not an easy job to be in, that's that's where the money's at. And yeah. we all got we all love our Amazon deliveries, but they get to us via truck, so. I want it today. I want it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're, we're running a little bit over. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk some more. All right. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. 
so we were talking on the break. Um, I just learned my, from one of our previous contest winners, by the way, thank you for that uh, caption, is that uh, one of the major investors, and I did not know this until the break, was actually Amazon. That explains why I saw the unveiling here in Carillon Point, <laughs> for one. But uh, they ordered uh, like a ton of Rivian well, they vans. Well, invest, they invested like $700 million. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Some crazy amount, which is awesome because they're uh, apparently they ordered literally a fleet of electric vans. Which makes a lot of sense for Amazon deliveries. Well, they ordered a fleet of the new Mercedes-Benz vans. The electric ones? No, like the just oh the Sprinters. The sprinter yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen them all over. The, the, and the reason we right? know about that is because our good friend Blake, who has some from Right Away Tires, try, is waiting for some of his to come, and it, he's been in behind line in, in <laughs> Amazon. So, yeah, that's funny. Actually, well, heard a. Uh, I was listening to the radio the other day. What's uh, the radio? I know, right? Next and, thing uh, you're going to tell me there's commercials. <laughs> That's an inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, they, they, there was. I heard a Sprinter van commercial. Wow. Yeah. So the market's good with those, I guess. My mom wants one of those so bad, but yeah. she wants one of, like the RV. Like oh, so do I. All wheel. I want. Yeah, yeah, the all wheel drive lifted ones. Those yeah. are awesome. They're so. also like 150 grand, but they're awesome. She she showed me some place in like Ohio that makes these things, and they're incredible. Yeah. Like absolutely incredible. So Blue Tech Diesel. Yeah. Great. Which Just is a so terrible name for a diesel, by the way. Blue, Blue smoke tech? diesel. Blue smoke diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um but yeah, we were talking uh Jared is mentioning as well the Duke Nukem Forever of Cars and the, <laughs> the Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, for the non nerds in the audience, <laughs> that was like the biggest uh, they promised Duke Nukem the video game forever. They called Duke Nukem Forever for like 10 years. Then it came out, and it was awful because it was way <laughs> behind the times. So the running joke was the, the Acura NSX was the Duke Nukem Forever of cars. Then it was the Supra. Now it's the Z, which apparently is getting a remodel for supposedly next year if Nissan makes it that long. Is it going to be the th- is it, is it be the 380? They're saying maybe the 400Z. But, oh, they're skipping. you know, who knows? Because they had the 350, which, if you don't know, Jared and his lovely wife have a 350 convertible right. that they've driven down on Seamount with us. And then they came out to the 370, which is, I thought, we, we, Dan and I were talking, but apparently it's a totally different platform. It's a yeah, smaller shorter. platform. Small, so, and so that was, what, 2007, 8, or 9, something we, we, were, we were laughing about that. Yeah. Wikipedia right. says 2009, but who, <laughs> you can't trust that. Stop yeah. editing Wikipedia. Stop <laughs> editing Wikipedia. So uh, this is a big gap. You're right. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And, and as far as... What trickle-down technology from GTR will come into that car? Hopefully not the transmission, but uh, <laughs> maybe the all-wheel drive system. But, uh, yeah, it's, they're way Why behind Why do they the need another all-wheel drive sports car? Uh, it just seems to be the way the market's going. Huh. Right. Seeing more all-wheel drive. And, you know, honestly, yeah. once you've had all-wheel drive, it's really hard to live without it. Like, there's a reason they need Subarus to put it on the leaf. so well. The Nissan Leaf needs Well, this. if they end up turboing it like they did the 300ZX, we're going to be talking at, like, 400 horsepower, oh 450, you know. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of power. So That's a good amount. Yeah, and probably, and if they want, and if they're doing it to, you imagine compete. that car getting stanced out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it will take you know, a week. Yeah, it'll take less than that. I think that trend has finally become the joke that it always has been, because I've seen a lot less of it. Or maybe they've just all broken down or died. Well, I truthfully <laughs> think that there's been a huge crackdown on the police letting people drive in them because they yeah, are they get, dangerous. They get towed constantly yeah, yeah. around here. The state if you tr- can get them on a tow truck. But yeah. yeah. but yeah. They, Well, they'll drag them on. I've seen that. Yeah. at uh, Outside stance wars, they'll drag them on. Um, so, so. Yeah. yeah, pro tip, uh, don't ever stance anything. But uh, beyond that, also, if you do get a ticket for having your car stance too much and they tow it, they will drag it onto the trailer and let it die the life it deserves to die. But, um, yeah, they don't really care. So. Show me. I on mean, the nobody st- does. But show me on the stance car where it hurt you, Dan. 
Well, when the tires go flying off into the uh, car behind right? them, I can oh. show you on the dead people where it Yeah, but them. to be fair, <laughs> only half the tire is worn. The outside, it's never touched pavement, so it's just it's so much easier like that. I was looking at this rim ad uh, was on some uh, website it was on for car parts, and they had a stanced rim where it basically has a false bead where it locks on the inside so it can look like it's extra stretched even though it's not. <laughs> But it's probably safer than what those people are stretching the tires and Coming doing. Coming soon so. to an O'Reilly shelf near oh my you. God. <laughs> I, remember, I remember those days, like J- hubcaps that spun, right? like from is my. Is J.C. Whitney still in business? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Now you can get three hundred dollars coilovers on Amazon. So that's true. That's that'll be safe. <laughs> They've moved from eBay. Super. I mean, I you know that we're just, Dan and I are just sort of touching on some of the cars that have come out this year. We, you know, we've those are the major announcements that we. I'm yeah. sure we've missed a few. I'm sure we'll hear about it. But those are the ones that struck a chord with us the most. Um, I mean, you do have some of the higher up exotics. You know, the F8 Triturbio, Tributo, Triburto, and then the new SP90, which is their new hybrid, five hundred thousand dollar special order car from Ferrari. Um, All those are cool, but uh, I feel like they kind of come and go. I mean, yeah, to I mean, a coming soon to a Pebble Beach lawn near you in 50 years kind of thing. Yeah, if you can still plug them into anything. It's, <laughs> it's, I, I think the market, as we've talked about, is changing. And I, and I don't think it's changing consistently. I think every car company is kind of going in their own way. Obviously, the Volkswagen group with, with Lamborghini and all yeah. that is, is staying pretty consistent with what they're doing. And they're doing pretty well. Um, I always find that interesting in the fact that like you, with the Urus and the, and the new RS8, Q8, Q8 yeah. you're competing with yourself. Like, kind of a win-win, though. Well, I know, but <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like there should be some bigger um, dividers in those cars and the fact that if you buy a Urus, it's, this is what you're getting that you're not getting in an SQ8. Or what's the uh, the special edition Range Rover? Is it Signature? Or what's, is that what it's uh, called? An autobiography. Auto- that. I yeah. feel like that is sort of the same market as the RSQ8. And those the, are just for the, the it, Queen and crap like yeah, that. Yeah, the Bentley Bottega and all that. That's kind of that market. Heading in there where the Urus is sort of like, I have an Aventador and a Huracan, and now I'm my Urus. It needs to fit. Speaking of that, Bentley re- reintroduced the Continental this year, and it is really pretty. It is it's really, really pretty. Really pretty. I will say that. We actually got to see that like last summer. Uh, yeah. At, at the uh, prettiest headlights ever. Yeah. They were <laughs> and taillights. Oh, yeah. Beautiful car. So. Well, have they ever made an ugly interior? <laughs> no. And, God, you talk about a great car for resale. I mean, as long as you can work on it, those Continentals are great cars. Great cars to buy. So. Long, I get. I'm getting off the topic here. So, but too much sugar over Christmas and carbs. Oh, so much. It's right. Hurt tomorrow. Oh, you going to gym back gym yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, I went on. You're uh, going to the gym on New Year's I Day. I went on Christmas oh, Eve oh, too. Wow. It killed me. Good lord, man! Your your commitment is. Uh, yeah, well, you, you're an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> say it's not showing. Don't give me too much. No, credit. I, I, you're, 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 you look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the jacket. Yeah. Uh, well, Thanks, McLaren. <laughs> McLaren thins anything. Yeah. <laughs> what else is going on in the uh, the lovely Avance world? Um, let's see. Uh, the next thing we have is the day after this airs. That'll be Saturday the 4th. Avance Technician and Karting with Bristow's Auto Repair. Talked about this last time. Uh, Bristow's down in Tacoma. And yeah. Cool. Yeah, that'll probably be sold out because it seems like everything Avance is sold out. Uh, yeah. Again, congratulations to them in Portland. Avance is surging dramatically in Portland right now. I mean, we think this event's happening this weekend, but because I think I saw that uh, poor Adam was at Disneyland with his twins right now, so <laughs> if he makes it out alive, God bless him. Uh, <laughs> or without a second mortgage. Without a se- yeah, Disneyland well. with two twins, man. Whew. Especially in that Star Wars. $20, $20 hot dogs. And 
<laughs> I, I want to go to Star Wars. I, I, wanna, I, I, I really want really to go to Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> like, I've been watching all these people. And they're like, yeah, is the $180 lightsaber worth it? Yep. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> really want a lightsaber. No. Have you uh, seen the new one yet? Yes, I have. I have not. Okay. I will. Uh, it doesn't spoil anything. They explain a lot with Force Ghosts. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah, it makes sense. I figured. I've never seen dead people talk that much. Andy, Andy. not even in, in the fifth, in the sixth sense. Hey, season finale of The Mandalorian. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, they're they're already starting to shoot the uh, the next season. Next season doesn't come out till like fall next year. I don't think they have anything left to hold us over until then because Disney isn't really bringing us any shows. So I'm like, well, so much for that subscription. Yeah, there's like nothing. Left. I think we're getting we're getting some some of the the Clone Wars, new Clone Wars. It's been it's oh, cartoons, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, they have yeah. six seasons of that though to go through, which yeah. is all on there. But um, and car shows. Uh, you see the Top Gear special. Uh, oh, the semen? <laughs> oh, that was the, the, no, that's the a Grand Tour. Grand that's actually what I meant, yeah. but yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was nuts. That was nuts. Um, and if you don't know, American Top Gear is getting a reboot, and Dax Shepard is going to be one of them. Yes. Which I am so... If you do not know Dax Shepard, he is Kristen Bells, who was in... Husband. Frozen, husband. Great movie, Hit and Run, by the way. Hit and car run. Guy. I, was, I was just about to say, and most of the cars in Hit and Run, if you haven't seen the movie, are his. Are his. Huge car guy. Um, he's extremely funny. Um, go research him. Follow his Instagram. Um, yeah. In fact, he just put new rims on his E63 this weekend. Yeah, uh, he's the only guy I know that has like a uh, what is it? It's a a '96 uh, Buick uh, Roadmaster wagon <laughs> yep. with wood paneling that he's put a giant engine into. Really great guy. I'm excited to see him uh, kind of yeah, see what he too. can do with Top Gear. Yeah, I was disappointed um, too with. American Top Gear actually kind of got its stride late because the last few seasons were actually pretty good. I liked Rutledge, and I liked I liked all th- and I liked Tanner, and I liked um, and Tanner's just a great guy if you're familiar. The but they're the comedian. Yeah. They all did a good job. It was fun, um, but I just feel like I think these car shows need to be a little more proactive in the fact that they need to. It it almost needs to be a record it on Saturday on, on on Wednesday, air it on Saturday kind of thing because a lot of times like especially Top Gear. And I don't know if it's the delay we're getting, but I think today's day and age with Top Gear Brit- uh, Britain, they're reviewing cars that we we're now seeing in dealerships. Like it's yeah. not it's they used to be ahead of the curve. So they're uh, but the yeah the <laughs> the Grand Tour special. Oh God, the end of that <laughs> was terrifying. Yep. Like you could tell they were beat to hell. Well, they weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's called Seaman. Um, <laughs> the the best tweet out there was jeremy clarkson tweeting the day that said the uh, semen is coming out uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta give it to him it's absolutely hilarious i do not know how they didn't die um if you don't know they, they all got boats and did the mekon delta in boats yes which was insane insane and yeah. they got out to sea which was far where they weren't supposed to be yeah supposedly yeah, we shouldn't spoil it but anyway no. just watch the show it's amazing yeah um and then of course the yeah, top gear came out with their latest special which they went to uh nepal and i missed that it just came out yesterday oh okay. so uh it's absolutely worth the watch okay uh the chris harris <laughs> yeah is joey no oh, okay. it's a whole new whole new crew oh um, chris harris is not on it anymore? chris harris is the only one left. okay good. um but it's uh, they they do a good job i got blanc did a good job by the way i don't i don't think i i thought he was i didn't think he was going to be a good fit i think it worked yeah it, it brought a lot of, it, it americanized it's it. still a little too scripted for my taste like all the shows are but it yeah. was still it was still a fun watch good. and they all are so I, I highly recommend that way you guys are probably still on a break hopefully over the holiday it's a fun way to kill an hour with whoever's there with you sure and even my parents love that stuff so you know it's gonna <laughs> be good um yeah but yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, I did want to bring up, I'm going to bring this up again. Avance Portland is doing more. We do want to reach out to them more because obviously they're neighbors to the south. Uh, they're doing a, at Side Drought City. Uh, it's all about Ceramic Pro. This is down, This is Avance Portland. 
tech session at Sidrop City. That's January 12th. So just, uh, yeah, look forward to that. We'll, we'll be talking about it some more. But they're going to talk about uh, the Griot's 3-in-1 ceramic wax, but they're doing it down there so people can't make it up there. So, again, awesome, Adam, great work. Still got to get guys. down there and try that stuff, yeah. Yeah. So Nice. Well, uh, you know, um, this is unplanned, but, uh, you know, it's been a wonderful year for us. And I'd <laughs> like to thank, you know, Dan for everything he does and Jared Nashley and Amanda. Thank you, Jason, for coming in and, and sitting in when, when – I don't know if you really want to thank Jason. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, and a, and, a, and a huge thank you goes out to Carl Noakes. And if you don't know who Carl is, Carl does all of our – our photography for Rain City Supercars yep. and um, takes time of his busy schedule to to take photos for us and does an incredible job. He was, he did all the photos for Seamount Rally. He does all the photos for here, um, you know, and uh, I don't know. Oh, he's moving tonight. That's what it is. Yeah. So He's been on our show but, many times, but yeah. yeah, thank you again, Carl. We can't thank you enough so, for all the work you've done for the show. Yeah. So. I mean, this show wouldn't be what it would be without us, but, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's technically true. It's not as arrogant <laughs> as it sounds, but yeah. <laughs> so. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. So, yeah, but so thank you all. Thank you to all of our listeners. Our our listener base has gone through the roof this year. I'm so surprised. Like, as we as we say, we joke. We never thought this would happen. Um, we we celebrated our hundredth episode this year, which was insane, for a show that started in my kitchen. Uh, well, yeah. no, actually started it another started, place, but yeah, yeah. yeah. My started kitchen works. Yeah. 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 In an office space, we shanghaied after hours. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, uh, thank you for all of our guests that have come on um, and 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 shared their story with us. So, we appreciate it. Yeah, as yeah. we look forward to another hundred episodes, and uh, we'll at least. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, those heart, heart palpitations. Yep. Yeah. No. Well, at least fifty, probably fifty-two more in 2019 or yeah. 2020. Excuse me. <laughs> We're going to do our best. <laughs> Dan and I still have real jobs, and so does everybody else that helps run this show. So. Yes, but we have some pretty amazing guests coming up. Uh, like our, our guest level has gone up a lot. We have some pretty amazing Yeah, people. we have no idea who these people, how they know who we are, but we're, we're okay with that. We so. thank them for yeah. listening, though. We thank them for listening. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, for the first, I guess, well, we're recording it last year and coming out on 2020, uh, the, la- the first episode of 2020. Yeah. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.